Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 551 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, you can find out what happened when I popped up to Bradbury's at Blackpool to have a chat with Matt Cliff all about the venture that he and his family have embarked on, bringing a boutique hotel to Blackpool. We'll be having a chat with Georgie Porter and the team at Co-op about some exciting ideas if you're doing Vegan January. A whole new range of products to try in Grow. We'll also be having a bit of an atta with Candice from Bake Off and the team at Nationwide about how much we do really love the high street, even if we are shopping online. But we need to make sure we're heading out and about and using those facilities to keep them going and keep the funds riding through the streets of our towns and cities. As well as that, we'll be hearing about the fantastic pantomime from the lovely team at Canic Chase Drama Society. They're putting on Sleeping Beauty later on this month, so we'll be having a chat with them. But first of all, in the world of business today, etiquette is just as important, if not more important, than ever before. Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre have a very special event taking place on the 30th of January. It all happens at the Mount Hotel and Britain's leading etiquette expert will be there. William Hanson joins me on the line now to tell me more about what we can expect. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Thank you for having me. Well, good to talk to you. And and what sort of things can business professionals expect to get out of this very, uh, I think, essential meeting and get-together? Yes, well, I think, you know, life is so busy and so hectic now, and uh, we're all rushing about and our time has never been uh, more scarce, which is ironic because we have all this labour-saving technology in our lives. But uh, people do business with people. It's something I say almost every day in all of my workshops, wherever I'm uh, teaching. And I think sometimes we get too focused on the technological aspect and we forget the people aspect. It doesn't matter how good your product is or how good your... Uh, your company's reputation is if the person that I'm doing business with if I don't really like them or they don't really like me it's less likely that that relationship is going to be as profitable uh, and as and as beneficial for for both parties and so actually that what are perceived as old-fashioned people skills do still matter And, and what I try to do in all of my classes is I try to just sort of almost be an arbiter between what's slightly more traditional and old-fashioned with what actually would work in today's society because manners have to adapt to the the society we are living in. Because we're very used to a digital world around us and obviously business is very digital but there Mm. are still people sitting the other side of those numbers and keyboards. Yes, exactly, and and it's it's however sort of easy technology becomes, or how how sort of more accessible it is, it is still a people led uh, people people led life. And when you've done work with people like the uh, you know, VIP households, I mean even royal households, uh, and and mm-hmm. businessmen and business schools, uh, do you get to maybe see the other side of it and uh, and pick up some pointers on, on what people really shouldn't be going for? Because everyone must turn up with some sort of preconceived ideas, and it, it's your job, I suppose, to sort of shape that into something that's going to work for them. Yes, a- absolutely. I think when when a lot of people hear etiquette school or, or they're attending an etiquette class they they think that the teacher is going to be at least 70 with a blue rinse and and glasses on the end of the nose and uh well i'm not quite that yet (laughs) uh and and also that they think we're going to talk to them about how to sort of curtsy to a duchess or something like that and 
yeah, that's one part of etiquette, but it, it's etiquette is actually classless, ageless, timeless, priceless. It is something that transcends whatever social class or whatever company you work for. It's just about being nice to people, and nobody is exempt from being nice to people. And I should think, you know, as you say, there, there are lots of different people at, at different levels in society based on their background. We're all people at the end of the day, and it is making sure that you are able to communicate effectively with somebody who may have a lesser or a higher level of education and equally maybe harder or easier to talk to, converse to what you'd initially imagine. Yes, it, it, exactly, and, and they can help. And if you know the rules you can, as I say, you get a more beneficial uh, outcome and you don't need to sit there panicking, thinking, oh gosh, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I eating my peas correctly? Am I, the boss has got spinach in his teeth? How do I, how do I actually tell them without offending them? If you know what to do, actually, it can be much more relaxing than, than sort of trying to bluff your way through a particular scenario. And certainly our overall uh, outward appearance uh, through the clothes that we wear and the way in which we position ourselves when we enter a room, you know, all these sort of things will be covered by it. And this is all going to be in exactly the right sort of environment. You're going to be in the fantastic surroundings of the Mount Hotel and mm. you actually will be part of, a, of an evening dinner. Yes, indeed. You can uh, you can sort of listen listen to how to do it, and then you can do it. You can practice it there, and then we'll have a delicious dinner that that's served. I'll talk you through the the logic and the the history, the backstory behind some of the the rather weird um, everyday dining customs that we have, <laughs> and, and slightly alarming some of the history. And that's what I particularly like about etiquette is is learning why you do it. Uh, it may not necessarily make a huge amount of sense some of the rules of, of dining in today's society. But of course, Britain was not a country that started the day we were born. It has been around for hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of thousands of years. And so learning how uh, we, we, we came to eat, I think, is particularly interesting. And so we'll be doing that over the, the delicious dinner. And we could also probably explain to people which bits of cutlery to use first and exactly what to do with a napkin. Yes, exactly. Yes, you will, uh, we're working with our price, of course, we're a fantastic uh, producer of cutlery, the finest really in England, and so we'll uh, we'll be talking lots about cutlery uh, and how they how it came to into existence and glassware and napkins and the order and sequence of dining and who you serve first and where you sit. Any questions? People can ask whatever questions they like. This sounds like it's going to be a true education, but equally a great fun evening and, and another great opportunity to network too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're not. We, I will give people a chance to talk and to socialise and just to relax. And uh, we're there to have fun, most importantly. Well, tickets are priced at £25. There is a £3 booking fee on all purchases. It takes place at the Mount Hotel Technal on Thursday, the 30th of January. 01902 is the box office number. You can also get your tickets online at grandtheatre.co.uk. But it sounds like a, a, a brilliant evening. Your experience, which has come from so many sources and all those people that you've worked with, uh, I, you know, we, we know you know what we need to know. Indeed, you couldn't have put it more succinctly. <laughs> William Hansen, etiquette expert, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Time for some new music now. We take our first song from Hope Darling. This is Lifeline.
Hope Darling and Lifeline here on the Milk Bar. From the 23rd through to the 26th of January, it is panto time at the Prince of Wales Theatre. Canic Chase Dramatic Society are the people bringing it to the stage. And I'm going to start off talking to Chris, who we had a little chat with last year as well. We Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. And you're yes. playing Sleeping Beauty. Ah! Correct. How did you guess? <laughs> how did you guess? No, I'm not, actually. I've, I've had a bit of a change this year. Yes. I'm normally the idiot who sort uh, of gets uh, the crowd. And, and, and how is that no, going to change? I've just had enough of me, so yeah. they've yeah. pushed me out and he's yeah. got the part. No, <laughs> um, but I'm playing the baddie. Oh, OK. I'm one of the baddies. Right. I'm a henchman this time. Mm. But he's still an idiot. Still an idiot. Yeah. Well, henchmen tend to be. A bit of an idiot. Yeah. Um, I'm playing Kazi, mm-hmm. who is henchman to Queen Carabos and does all her evil deeds and stuff. Yeah. So it's mm. a bit of a change for me, so I'm quite looking forward to it. OK, this should be good. So you, as, as I know you, you can yes. introduce me to the rest of the gang we've got yeah. here. Indeed. Start, start with really important ones, I think, behind the important, me. Oh, yeah, that's Anna. Yeah. Anna is playing <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Anna, so you got that gig. We can see why. So tell us uh, what it's like for you to be part of this one. Um, it's very weird. I've never had such a big part before, but it's it's really good fun so far. Everybody's mm-hmm. been really supportive. It's, it's a really good show. Yeah, well, and it's, it's fun. That's the important thing, it's isn't fun. it? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, so do you want to introduce me to somebody else or shall I let Chris do it? Um, I'll introduce you to my dashing prince. Okay, I'm trying to guess who that's going to be. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Tell me more. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's been really... <laughs> no, no. Tell, him, tell him your name. Oh, tell him my name. Uh, my name is Rosa. Okay, and you'll play with the name of the prince then? Uh, Lorenzo. That's a, that's a good prince name, I isn't know, it? Man. Yeah. Lorenzo of Lichfield. Oh, yes. Okay. Prince Lorenzo. Yeah, that's the important bit. It away, yeah. It's a long way from Cannock in its own yeah. special it's, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly long, treacherous journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as as yeah, Prince then introduce me to to somebody else. Who should I talk to next? Do you think? Ooh, um, you oh, dare. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk to you sooner or later. This is this is, this is Hector. Hello, hi, gang. Uh, so you get to be the idiot. I am. What's the your idiot. real name? Uh, Finn. Uh, uh, my name's Finn. Hello. Okay, well, I wasn't sure whether Hector or Finn. It's a difficult one to choose which yeah. can be the idiot name there, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it is but so uh, the joys of being an idiot. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, I just get to be myself. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been performing with, with, the, with the whole team here? I've just joined last year. Yeah. Uh, that was my first show last year, and then this one's my second show. Yeah. It's, it's that really makes good. Sense, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's adding up's good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, and yeah. he blushes quite well as well. This could, <laughs> no makeup required on stage. It's uh, For the role, I tried to sort of get inspiration from Chris's character last year. Yeah. Uh, you thought I was going to say you, didn't I? There we go. I'm going to charge. I think, yeah. <laughs> Rada's got nothing on you, royalties, has it? Royalties, Absolutely. Okay, where do we go next then? You've got to choose uh, two. My mum, uh, oh. Jonathan. Okay, well, I wasn't expecting a mother to be called Jonathan, <laughs> no, but no, then no, again, no. this is Panto. It is Panto. And you're diming it up. I am, yet again. Now, this is, yes, it's a thing, because I do remember seeing you last year, only it, it had, I had to be primed by the fact that you were probably wearing a wig and a frock. So. I was at the time, it's not something I do most of the time, but for a fortnight <laughs> per year, yeah. you know. No, I'm uh, Nurse Nora Natterbottom. This okay. year, and, and, and to be totally honest, I'm really after a man. I'm sure we can find you one. Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's going to be a good show. It's it's good fun. It's been good fun in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is we've got these three youngsters yeah. coming in and it's taking the pressure off us to try and keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. It's time you retired. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You're, I agree. I've seen him on stage. No way. Yeah. You've got to keep him going. <laughs> no, I do agree. But it just shows that, that we have a depth of, of ages coming through mm-hmm. the society, which is marvellous. Otherwise, as with every society, club, whatever, 
that organisation dies without you. And, and it's been here many years. Oh. Um, um, and we're looking forward to many, many more pantos. So next, introduce me to the next one, our final... Oh, well, you've saved the royalty till last. Ah. We, we have Queen Matilda. Hello, oh. Queen Matilda. Is it the principal bowers? Hello, Sarah. thank you. How are you I, it's doing? most appropriate they've left me till last because <laughs> I am sincerely the most important person in this show. Yeah. Because I am the queen mm-hmm. of Canocchia. Canocchia. Canocchia, that's our land okay. this year. It sounds like a cross between maybe Canucka and a photocopier of some kind, doesn't it? So <laughs> Yeah, it could well be, couldn't it actually? It's yeah, it could well no, it's it's a lovely part, you know. I mm-hmm. am playing a very regal part and, mm-hmm. and I start off a very young woman. I know that's hard to imagine. Uh, what, I start we off very don't have young. To imagine. Yeah. Yeah, very young, <laughs> with a new baby, and then suddenly I'm transferred 18 years later, so I become a more mature woman. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I get to go to sleep as well for most of the, the second half. It's quite a, it's quite yeah, a short it's, show, it's, really. It's, there's, there's a lot of having a nap for everybody yeah. involved, well, isn't there, Ruth? It about 100 years, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it won't seem like that. It will fly by in an instant. So it is all the fun that's on stage with the annual pantomime from Canuck Chase okay. Drama Society. They're a brilliant bunch. It's well worth coming to see them. It is at the Prince of Wales, and you can get your tickets by, Chris. You're oh, you, by, you, by. you can actually go into the box office, and their number is 07968 757820. Do that again slower. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, seven, eight. Oh, you've got me doing it Bingo. wrong now. <laughs> oh, seven, nine, six, eight. Seven five seven eight two zero. Okay, so everyone with their pens and papers at home will have got a note Absolutely. of that. Okay, and we've got, we've got a website. We've got a yes. website. We've got our very own website. Mm-hmm. We've gone a little bit up market this year, and that is www.tickettour.com slash forward slash ccds so it's, you get to spell ticket tour for yes. me aren't you? ticket tour is t-i-c-k-e-t-o-r so ticket or dot com forward slash ccds it's as simple as that it's as and simple it as that. really simple to do it and yeah. it's a fantastic you, way you to do as simple it. as Finn is in the show yeah you get your tickets on, like, on your phone yeah. as well yeah. so you yeah. don't have to have Brilliant. tickets you, can have, you just yeah. wave barcodes at people wave yeah. barcodes yes. how 21st modern. century oh, no. that's amazing who'd have thought all those yeah there we go this is it they bought the phones with them they were supposed to be rehearsing but they were just really buying tickets you can get your now it is Canic Chase Drama Society. Have a great time, 23rd through to the 26th of January at the Prince of Wales. Break a leg, and we look forward to seeing the show. Chris, what's a barcode? <laughs> time for another tune, and this time the song is called "Fall Before Your Pride." This is Primal Static.
That's Primal Static here on the Mill. I've got more new music on the way very soon. In the latter part of 2019, Bradbury's of Blackpool first opened its doors. It's looking forward to a first summer season in 2020. To tell me more, I'm joined now by one of the family team behind the venture, Matthew Cliff. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, and that, a fantastic-looking boutique hotel. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, you must be really proud of what you've got to. Yes, we are. Yeah, we've uh, worked very hard. It's been uh, an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. A bit ups and downs, but uh, yeah, we're finally on the up, I think. I hopefully. mean, preparing any building, though, from uh, where this started is a major challenge because uh, it had been closed for 18 months when you guys took it over. Mm. And the work that you've put into this site to get it up to the standard of a modern boutique hotel, you, you really reap the rewards with how great the rooms look. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. Um, we've done it certainly with a lot of help from friends mm-hmm. and family. Um, it's been it's been a lot of hard work, as we said. Um, previously to the uh, us taking it over, I don't think the place had been decorated for a good ten years before that. Uh-huh. Certainly, things hadn't been changed or updated for a long time. And uh, with, as with any old building, you find lots of problems behind problems. Yeah, there are always surprises. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, with, with what you've got now, and I mean, you are known throughout the you know, the Midlands area for the work that you and again your family did on the cafe that's on Brown Hills High Street for yes. uh, a number yeah. of years. And anybody who has eaten there knows how good the breakfast is going yes, to be. Yeah. And I think that is going to be a big part of it. There's going to be people who are travelling from the Midlands, want to come to Blackpool. Yes. And they can uh, yeah, come somewhere where they're already confident the, the biggest meal of the day for them is going to be absolutely spot on. Yeah, and it's, and it's very nice that we've had such a massive support from people that used to come from uh, the cafe uh, in Brown Hills. Um, support network from um, my previous employers and... Um, and things that I've learned from companies that I've worked for in their specific way that they are about customer service. Mm-hmm. I've brought some of that forward to here. And the early signs are that people are very much enjoying that and that they like what we're doing. You know, so. Yeah, because I mean, Blackpool has in the past had a bit of a reputation. Now, anybody who hasn't been recently won't realise quite how much work and money's gone into the place. Oh, They're still working on some of it, but it's already got a massive improvement. The absolutely. whole coastline with Blackpool as a central point, if you say set it up to Cleveleys, uh, St Anne's, uh, yeah, all these areas, you've got a brilliant base here and uh, yeah, it's so convenient for parking too. Absolutely, and it's... Um Blackpool's about to undergo further transformation. There's um, a redevelopment phase that's going on literally at the end of this road. Mm-hmm. Um, they're spending £300 million on a new um, indoor entertainment complex, new hotels, which will, in time will bring the whole area up mm-hmm. and may get other people that are B&B owners and other restaurant owners, shopkeepers, to have a look at their premises and think we need to take action as well. To well, do. So certainly you're setting a standard here and uh, I think that is going to uh, you know, show there are big sort of chain hotels in Blackpool, but if you want a sort of homely experience, somewhere you can come and say, and relax in what is certainly correctly described as a boutique hotel, you can actually do that, chill out here, and, and make the most of uh, a break, literally two minutes walk from the sea. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and there's so many things to do here. Um, they're actually building a five-star hotel on the seafront, which will also um, bring a different dynamic to the town as well. It's the first time Blackpool's had a five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the, the council here are very proactive, uh, we found they're very forward-thinking and they want they want the developments to be good developments. They want the town to prosper again, as it did many years ago. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it should be looked after. It's, it's part of our heritage, it's part of our past, and it should be part of our future. Yeah, and I mean, it's buildings like this, uh, with their amazing high ceilings, and the, the rooms which are, are now all en suite, but had plenty of room to put that en suite yes, in there. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And it's, like, it's, it's a great base. 
and you know that you, whether you're, you're having breakfast and relaxing and maybe eating out or you're also offering evening meals we as well. Yeah, yeah we offer a two course uh, evening meal for 9.95, uh, three courses for 11.95. It was actually an idea that was brought to me by some guests that asked for it and I just thought well why, actually why, why not offer this service? Mm -hmm. it's, um, that we're also looking at in, um, uh, adapting this year is uh, maybe opening a restaurant to the outdoor the non-staying non guests yeah um and in a, in a way for them to bring their own drinks because we're not we although we are licensed at the moment we're not going to continue taking it forward mm -hmm. so it'd be an option for people certainly for families it'd be better for them yeah. to be able to bring their own it certainly takes a lot of the the, the price away from going out for food it's a great town to be in and just knowing that you can come back and yeah, you can be in the center of the town come back to the, the hotel, have something to eat, and then still go out Absolutely. and see a show afterwards. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. lots of great opportunities. Yeah. And uh, you've got a, a very competitively priced price range as far as the rooms go as well. Thank you, yeah, we do. We try and um, edge ourselves against the competition. Um, we, we want people to come and see it for themselves and see what they, whether they think. And the, as I said to you, the early feedback we've had is that people are enjoying it and they believe it's very good value for money. And mm -hmm. we've had in lots of repeat business already. Well, where can people go to find out more? Because I know you're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We've just lit, um, recently launched our new website, which is bradburysofblackpool.co.uk. And we've also got a, a landline here, which is 01253 428952. Um, and we've also got uh, Messenger on the Facebook page as well, which we take bookings from. We're on booking.com, we're on Expedia, we're on um, all, most of the um, comparison sites and mm. things. So wherever you're going to to try and book your holiday, make sure if you're thinking of Blackpool, it's Bradbury's is the place to come to on Facebook and all of the usual travel sites too. But Matt, thanks for making us welcome oh, here welcome. and uh, you know, keeping, hopefully enjoying uh, the massive amount of work that you're putting, but certainly this reaping rewards here in, in a fantastic boutique hotel. Susan Wendelkin is our next artist as we bring you more new music here on The Milk Bar. This is a song called Rewrite.
That's rewrite from Susan Wendelkin here on the Milk Bar. New research has revealed how much the high streets mean to Britons across the country. With 7 in 10 think their local high street is important to them and shop there twice a week. However, almost two-thirds of all the high street has been neglected regarding the way it looks, leading people to feel sad and bleak. Hopefully not feeling sad and bleak. I'm joined now by Great British Bake Off winner Candice Brown and Mandy Beach, Director of Branches from Nationwide. Good afternoon to you both. Hello there. Hi. Well, we're the opposite of sad and bleak. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, particularly, Candice, since uh, you took over uh, the pub uh, in Evershot, The Green Man. And yeah. you know, that sort of thing, it really brings home a true sense of community, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think... I would have been and was passionate about things like this and, and this campaign, but actually now living and breathing an independent family-run business that is the centre of the community really, really kind of hits home of the importance of it and making something that is accessible to everybody, making it not just a pub. The same way in that Nationwide are trying to obviously push this campaign and get people understanding that a high street is not just a high street it's got to be more than that it's got to be the place where you can go and communicate mm-hmm. it's got to be the place where you can socialize and do more than just the kind of in and out um and really really supporting it and sort of bringing it back to its former glory yeah because i mean across the country in wolverhampton ourselves i mean we've had uh, a project that's been run to try and get more of the high street shops selling online to help support their businesses locally so they can stay where they're doing doing what they do so well and serving our community and i think you know there's a chance that is are there'll be a, a time that will come when actually we will want to move back to the high street and away from all this online shopping i mean mandy I mean, nationwide you must see um an, an interesting ebb and flow and um, particularly with the number of people who actually use your branches and you can you can tell what areas uh, are really uh, high footfall. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I definitely think we've seen a change in the way our customers come in, in and out of our branches. And we're a member-owned organisation, so everything we do is for the for the benefit of our members. And obviously, we've invested heavily into Wolverhampton um, over the past few years because we know it's an important um, area for our members. And certainly, from a branch point of view, we do know that the branch becomes really important. So traditional transactions have changed. So we know that you know people are definitely using their devices to make more straightforward payments. But when it comes to wanting to talk to somebody face-to-face, you can't underestimate the value of being able to know and have the reassurance that a branch is there um, for them to go and talk to and have a real conversation with a real person. Yeah, so you, know, you have uh, got your site in the city centre. It, it's recently been upgraded and moved, hasn't it? It has. So we used to have... Two small branches in Wolverhampton. We've integrated and moved into the town centre for one large branch, which allows us to spend some money, update the branch to really open it up. And what we're really interested in is being able to remove the glass barriers that you see in a traditional bank branch, if you like, and have side-by-side conversations, which supports exactly what this campaign has been there to do. It's almost to say, how do we promote people having more conversations and having a real purpose to visit their high street? And we're spending about £80 million a year upgrading our branch network, which hopefully gives people a sense of reassurance that you know we're committed to branches and particularly committed to that social purpose that sits behind this campaign. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at places, again, Candice, like your pub, I mean, 200 years, more than, uh, that has sat there at the heart of the community. And uh, it is about getting people together. And uh, people have really got a talking point, because I'm sure you have many a Bake Off conversation, even to this day. 
Of course, yeah. People people want to talk about that, and it's I suppose a common ground to get that conversation started, which is incredible. But interestingly, in in Evershot, there are thirteen ends, I believe. So we're church end, and there's Wits end and Water end and things like that. There used to be a pub per every end. We're the only pub in the village now, um, and I think that's the. And I mean, obviously, from years and years ago, but actually, that's all there is in the village. There's a church, a village hall, and a lido, and then there's a pub. There's not even a local shop. So actually, it needs to be everything and more. It needs to be more than just a place you're going to get drunk. It has to be somewhere where you can sit and read the paper. It needs to be the place you can get a coffee and a slice of cake. It needs to be the place that you can meet work colleagues for a quick bite to eat or friends that you haven't seen for ages and lunch turns into dinner. It needs to be everything like that. We support cricket matches that go on. We support weddings by maybe opening half an hour earlier for coffee if there's a wedding at the church and so on it's listening to people and actually encompassing that real community feel and that's how this high street should be as well the high street is just it's more than the place where you go because you have to it should be the place that you go because you want to you go to the butchers to have a good chat and you ask how the family is you go to the greengrocers all right you might spend a little bit more but what you're paying for is the experience that you don't get online well, that's face-to-face pl- social yeah, but you still you're there's always a spend anywhere if, if you if you're using a local shop you're not spending going to a big out-of-town shopping center if you're using a local store you're not paying for delivery so that there's a cost whether it's to us or the planet if you've walked to the shop that is better than a delivery vehicle delivering the same thing to you of course there you go there's 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 a, a reaction to and a, a, a pro to maybe a negative of all oh, i'm spending more but okay actually you're doing more for your health you're doing more for the climate you're all right you might spend a pound more in the butchers but actually what you've saved is this this and this and sometimes it takes maybe one person or a group of people to go why don't we do this then people start listening and people start taking things on board and understanding and actually doing things and being proactive to those those things and the council starts listening and then all of a sudden you've got family businesses because actually more than a third of people um, who we've spoken to want to see more family run businesses on the high street mm-hmm. and that's massive it's it's such an important part of history but also your 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 local surrounding area and yeah whether we're looking at wolverhampton city center which of course has a nationwide branch or out in wensfield which has a branch as well i mean the high street there it needs our support too and it's it's having that diversity of shops and the ability to spend and through the things like contactless and everything that the banks are there and helping us to use to make it simpler to do this and keep banking costs down for the uh, the actual uh, shops themselves i mean if, if uh, a member owned uh, the branch of uh, Nationwide is open there to, to local businesses to use for them to be able to cash up at the end of the day as well, isn't it, Monday? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we're entering into the business banking market, but that's exactly why this has become really important because we want to support local businesses. At the same time, we want to support kind of, you know, man on the street in terms of, you know, you and I from a membership perspective. So I, I would say what the survey is really sought to do, and certainly for me personally as well, is, is to put your conscience to say it's easy to say we don't want shops to close or the, pub, the local pub to close. But they will if people don't use them. And what the survey is saying is people do have a real interest in making sure the high street is vibrant, but we do have to go and do something about it to support it. Yeah, we have to show we want to use it, that we don't want to lose it. And that goes, we say, goes for pubs, businesses, and, of course, all our branches of banks and building societies as well. 
for sure, absolutely. And interesting, what the, what the survey is saying is people want to see less betting shops, less casinos, vaping shops. Well, then actually it's going to take a collective, as Candice has said, to say, well, let's get behind it then and understand what it is to get people back into the high street. And so many things, you know, are happening locally, which we should support, but it's probably just about powering that up and seeing what more we can do to get this kind of, you know, become real. Well, where can we go to find out more? Well... You're going to have to go down to your high street. You're going to have to take yourself down, have a little wander in, go into a nationwide branch and have a good chat. Or come to the pub, have a chat with me, catch me on the high street. No, (laughs) in all seriousness, go down, go and talk. We're not pointing you out somewhere online because that's that's too easy to sit and look at on your phone. We want to encourage people to go to your high street, have a chat, have a coffee with the guys in Nationwide and really, really just find out some more about it and just get talking, get sharing and, yeah, let's really support our local high streets. And uh, Eversholt, I'm not sure where in the country that is. If people do want to come and visit you, if they happen to be out and about heading out of the Wolverhampton area, where can they find you and the Green Man? Well, it's uh, Evershaw is, I suppose, about 20, 15, 20 minutes from Milton Keynes, five minutes from Woburn, where there's a beautiful abbey and a safari park. Um, yes, it's idyllic, and we do some really lovely food over there. I should pretty well <laughs> think so as well. Everything uh, would be of an appropriate standard to put before the, uh, the judges on the bake-off, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Candice Brown and also Mandy Beach, Director of Branches at Nationwide, for joining us for a bit of a chat and I'll try and dip into a Nationwide. I'll take my passport in because I've still got one of those, OK? <laughs> you do that, that's fine. Time for one more tune. This time it comes from Harry Filkin. Maybe you're the 
That's the fantastic work of US singer-songwriter Harry Filkin here on The Milk Bar. We'll be hearing from all from him very soon, I am absolutely sure. A recent survey has shown that 48% of the West Midlands could be influenced into turning vegan in 2020, with 18% of the West Midlands will be or will be considering cutting down on their meat and 12% on dairy this year. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Catherine Shipley, Head of Innovation at the Co-op, and actress and model Georgie Porter. Hello. Hi. How are we all doing then? Happy 2020 to you. And to you. Yeah, really good, thanks. Are you? Oh, good here. So uh, how's how's it going with Veganuary then? Are you guys both joining in? Uh, I'm doing it for the second time. Uh, I did it last year um, and I found the benefits amazing. Like I was literally probably the best human I've ever been. <laughs> so I thought I'll do it again this time. And there's just more options as well. It's been a year past and I'm just surprised and excited that there's way more vegan options yeah so certainly fast food vegan options are becoming more of an option as well and uh if if somebody is maybe flexitarian there are there are even more options which will cut down on the meat consumption even though there may be some hints of animal products around them but when it comes to going out and doing our shopping again there is more choice there and this is where innovations come in in places like the co-op to make these things a lot easier on the palate yeah, and that's what exactly what we've seen. And, you know, going back to, I'm not doing Veganuary, but I would put myself in that flexitarian diet kind of band mm-hmm. um, and looking at new options as to how do I reduce the meat. And it's absolutely because there's more, um, you know, great tasting products out there. And that's what we really look at is how do we bring those great flavours so you don't feel like you're compromising. And I think that's why more people are open to trying it as well. Yeah, I mean, I've tried some of the fast food options uh, and will pick things up when I'm in the supermarket as well. Uh, and Georgie, I mean, how have you found it actually doing the Veganuary thing? Is it, is it simpler for you this year when you nip down to your local co-op? Yeah, it's way more easier. And I've got, like, breakfast options and, like, sandwiches, like, just able to just pick up and go straight away sort of thing because, you know, like, a busy lifestyle. Um, I'm not really a cook. I cannot cook, in fact, <laughs> but... <laughs> I've confessed, self-confession, I could not cook. So now there's like options of a, like a meal that's full vegan is like exciting to me. Yeah, because it can sometimes be a lot of effort if we're not, so we say, completely committed to the vegan lifestyle because it is certainly uh, more of a challenge to think about all the things you're going to need from a vegan diet. But however, when we look at it, the reality is most people eat so unhealthily when they're eating meat, flipping over to vegan is just going to be an absolute 100% boost for the body. I, I think there is some of that. I think 
some people find it hard um, to move into a vegan diet because they think it is all vegetables. And that's absolutely the case and why, you know, there is a lot of health benefits for us to do that anyway. So whether you're just reducing meat or going full um, into plant-based. Um, um, but then I think having those kind of options available and wider options, because I think there was a time, you know, everyone felt like it needed to be scratch cooked and it all had to be the same, you know, brown rice, lentils. Mm-hmm. And that's what also not great for diets it's not very rounded so by having more options you're getting a more rounded diet with lots of different ingredients and with the new grow range at co-op it makes it a lot simpler as well absolutely and that's what we've been really passionate about doing is you're not going to get bored you're going to get all the nutrients that you need um, and it's that varied diet but from your breakfast to your dinner there's something in it it is about that accessibility and you know, going back to Georgie's point, she's not unusual in the fact that a lot of people are scared of cooking or don't know what to put together. And this is to really help that and bring some new ingredients that people might not have seen or have no idea how to use. And again, making that really easy for them to kind of taste and try. And Georgie, you've said that you've done Veganuary for the second time this year. I mean, do you find that you sort of go back to eating meat because it's maybe not on your main focus? Or is it just because you are enjoying a variety of different flavours? And with these new ranges of of food that are out there, you're less likely to 100% go back to being a a carnivore? I think definitely uh, last year, the, after the, the month had like finished, I was literally like, well, that's it. There's not a lot out there. But now this year, I am I'm running so much from Catherine as well, by the way. <laughs> literally, I know about jackfruit now. Like, I didn't even know what a jackfruit was. And there's so many things that, like, she's literally reeling off all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this excites me because it, it, it's not only like a, a fad or like a trend sort of thing anymore. It's more like a more healthier lifestyle choice. And I think to just kickstart it at the beginning of the year. And, you know, obviously there is sort of meat options as well, but to have more options where there's more vegetables and more of your five a day and more plant-based food to put that in and then you can carry it on through the year without thinking, oh, that's it now. I'm just going to eat hot dogs every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've seen in the survey that 15% would miss chicken, 11% bacon, 8% steak if they were vegan. And are, are you, for, for me, I say I've, I've tried a few of these things and it it is just food it is something that tastes great and you can enjoy it and without thinking about the high levels of impact that some farming methods will have on our environment so it's certainly to reduce our carbon footprint eating less meat is certainly a way forward it is and that's what we're seeing and that's why a lot of people are making that choice um for those environmental reasons and we know that um you know we said that I think there's like three quarters of the population kind of have that flexitarian diet and not eating meat at least once a week. Um, that will only grow. And even if you took it to another one, the environmental impact is massive. And actually, that's not a massive step to take. And with having more options and lots of different things that help to do that, it's only going to make it easier for everyone to do it. And this is where vegan food has really changed in the last five years. It is something which is becoming more mainstream where you have can have a meal and you don't have to have meat. Yeah, and, you know, we're finding so much inspiration from around the world of ingredients that they've used for years. So, you know, Georgie mentioned jackfruit there. It's something that's been used in Southeast Asia for years, but it's something that we've now accessed. And a lot of chefs out there are doing some amazing things with lots of ingredients that are really helping cut through and 
vegan food is tasty and I think that's why it's more accessible like and people aren't choosing it because it's vegan necessarily they're choosing because it, it sounds delicious and it is delicious mm-hmm. um, but all these developments and innovations and ingredients is only going to help that move forward and, and Georgie I mean are you somebody who would normally consume a lot of dairy you found it easy to move away from that oh I'm a bit I am a big fan of butter butter is one of my absolute favorite things to eat or just on bread so for me to cut that out, it is hard, and to give it a break. But then, do you know what? Flexitarian way, when it comes back to me, it tastes five thousand times better. <laughs> and I think, oh, I've missed you, and I will make love to my butter. <laughs> but you, you are enjoying though the fact that you are away from meat, and generally, overall, you've reduced the the meat in your diet. And even if it's a vegetarian diet that you're going to, again, that is still better for the planet, and it, it, we can we can do. Uh, a little bit even if doing everything isn't necessarily the way we feel we need to go at the moment yeah that's perfect i think that's exactly the way it should be you know a little bit at a time we don't have to change the world in one day we literally can't so just the little bits that we can do we can try and do not only does it benefit the world it is literally benefiting each and every personal person really mm-hmm. yeah see how uh, we can improve our diets through a, a, a lower meat consumption and in particular i mean we know for years that red meat and processed meats are particularly bad for us so uh, certainly uh, a meat-free day and enjoying something from the grow range is going to make a, a good difference to our bodies yes you have got it yay <laughs> sounds like a plan where can we go to find out about the whole range on this lot um, you can find out more on the co-op website, which is co-op.co.uk. Um, it's got all the information and the range on there. So we're looking for GROW, G-R-O is the spelling on that one. Or just nip into your co-op, have a little look in the chilled section and see what's in there. Perfect. Well, Catherine Shipley, Head of Innovation at Co-op. And actress and model Georgie Porter, thank you both for joining us and enjoy the rest of your vegan January. Ta-ra for now. Well, that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 552 next week. I'll see you then. Good afternoon. now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.